We keep them down here. There are some simple rules which we insist you follow. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You pass them nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. They have their own felt tip pens. No staples or paper clips in their paper. Use the sliding food carrier, no exceptions. If they attempt to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes. Above all else, never forget what they are. And what are they? Friendables! Two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Well, hello again. We will continue with this, the middle portion of our discussion of Hannibal Season 2. We have our guest, Laura, here. Hello! And we left off on a discussion that was starting to get a little unraveled, but we can continue it if we want <laughs> yeah. to. No, I'm done. You're done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, something, so, we're just going uh, to do a little flashback. Just something does Hannibal want Will and Margot to kiss, like Barbie right. dolls. Um, yeah. It's not really that important. <laughs> I mean, we know he's definitely into manipulating people, so. Yeah. Also, he's got like seven different thoughts going on in his head at all times. I bet you one of those is probably like, I bet you they hooked up. <gasps> he's he's absolutely no dummy. He knows yeah. that by scheduling them close enough together, they're going to meet. They're yeah. going to compare notes about him, yeah. but like... He, he's manipulating everything. Yeah, I mean, I think the actual answer is probably he's hoping that he's, like, le- he's leaving enough, like, little breadcrumbs in Margot's psyche. I'd be like, you could use Will to kill your brother. Possibly breadcrumbs actually inside Margot. Pro- yeah. Because that's how you make real stuffing. Actually, no, that's true. Yeah, he, like, yeah it's quite, does he, would he eat Margot? Like, I'm not even sure he would eat Mason Verger just because Mason is so disgusting he thinks the meat has gone rotten. But that's just my feeling. Well, but he views it as perfectly suitable dog food. Oh, yeah. This is yes, rotten meat. Yes. That's yeah. what you feed the dogs. Yeah. And that you made feed. Will angry. <laughs> yeah, because dogs like, no, dogs get the first cut of meat. You're like, that's reserved for priests. You're like, the first cut. They just argue about quartering. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's season four. <laughs> it's a cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us into the verger of it all. Because this yeah. is an interesting thing. Like, you are very steeped in the show. It, yeah, you could like, probably I love per- it. perform it for us from I could. beginning to end. Whereas, you, I will make sock puppets. I'm going to make sock puppets. <laughs> I watched it as it aired. And I think I watched it when I bought it on disc. Uh-huh. And really haven't watched it since. Oh. So my memory, like, I knew roughly the pacing of, of where things are going, but I didn't have a 100% memory of it. Like, I was like, is Freddy really dead? I don't remember how this all works out. This has got to be a manipulation. Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then I literally had forgotten that Verger shows up in this season, and when they do, I'm like, whoa! What are these fuckers doing here? This is a bit too much plot for this show. Yeah, especially, like... The way they show up, because it's just immediately, yeah. like, you should have taken the chocolate, Margot, and you're just mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Why is she crying? <laughs> the note I had it, right after the scene where Verger's peeling off pieces of his face and feeding it to uh, Graham's dog, Z, uh, mm-hmm. was... Uh, Not Winston. Winston was like, I'm having no part of that. Winston's a good boy. Winston's a best boy. Like, uh, uh, Will, there's something going on in there. I mean, I don't have the language skills to stop it. <laughs> um, uh, I want you to know I object to it. Winston has a very guardian angel kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. I say, always oh, the one running back. Is to the Winston house. the the one that got injured by the cave bear guy? No, that was Buster. That okay, was, that was like the little people. Okay. Um, He's or, the opposite of the Wendigo. Yeah, right. Well, because also yeah. Winston is the dog that Will finds in the very first episode of the show. Right, right. Just, just walking down, and it's mm-hmm. it, you know Winston is. 
the person who actually keeps him grounded in reality, really, mm. most of the time. Somewhat perfect that it's a dog. And so when he's, like, <laughs> sitting outside going, like, they are doing some fucked up shit in there, boss. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you need to go, well, like, need to go help them because... Uh. It's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I appreciate you getting me off the streets. However, I want no part of what's happening in there. (laughs) The note I had during that scene was really Scott wept because the show just was like, hey, fuck you, man. I know you made some good movies, but we're going to make it gooder. (laughs) Over 13 episodes. I strangely, in in a very dark, twisted way, I love the relationship between these siblings. It's fun to watch because they are both manipulating each other. Mason is just clearly evil. Like, yes. there's not a good thing oh, about ugly him. evil. There's yeah. some potentially good in Margot. Okay, so let's say she had that baby. Right. I don't think she'd be a good mother. Uh-huh. And I don't think she would have a healthy relationship with that At child. At least she would have, like, a bajillion dollars to hire a good nanny. And a right. Teacher. But I also so don't I, think I she think... would be interested in killing anyone else after she was done with no. this. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. It was it was purely this bl- literal blood feud between the two yes. of them. And making sure that they... Is it the last line she says to him? She's like, brother, I'm going to take care of you the way you took care of me. Yes. And that's just like goosebumpy because it's right. just like... And that's right from the book. Yeah. She and does. She's, she's like, you know, like yeah. that's that's when she finally gets to, to take control of the situation that right. he's been manipulating this entire yeah. time. And she comes out with like that huge like collar, like gold, like... <laughs> it's, almost, it's basically like a crown, essentially, where she's like, I'm the queen of this castle now mm-hmm. and you better fucking shape up. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Margot. I think she's a, she's a very nuanced character. If she was a good person, she would have probably been gone by now. Yeah. She's like, I don't get any of daddy's money, all this kind of stuff. My brother is fucking evil. Like, go get your degree. Go do something else. Like, you also, you can, like, literally, you're a rich person. You may not have the money, but you have your dad's name. Mm. You could get any fucking million dollar one from the bank that you want. Like... I you feel know, like, like Hannibal wouldn't have even taken her on as a patient if he didn't see that little bit in there. That, like, yeah. oh, you know, this 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 is a mind that'll be fun to play with. Right. <laughs> like, if she was actually a good person, not you know, I'm not saying not untraumatized. I mean, she's definitely going to be fucked up no matter what with Mason like a brother. She would have been like, I'm starting a bakery. Goodbye. Because she seems to have some misgivings about how, like we thought we slaughter you know whatever thirty six thousand heads of pigs a day. That's just the public carnage, and you're uh-huh. like. And she seems to actually be very kind of like, ugh, we make her money killing things. Like, she actually does seem mm-hmm. to have some feeling about that. But if she actually was a better person, she'd be like, I'm going to bounce. <laughs> Goodbye. Let him do Instead, this thing and I'm just like, gonna go I here. deserve yeah. this money and mm-hmm. I'm going to kill my brother for it. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that is, that is her care she's nice she she actually does like she does seem to care about animals she loves horses but she's just sort of like but i deserve to be the head of this family and i'll kill to get it like she tried the legitimate heir route first but then when that went away she was like all right it, the right, decision has been made. I'm going to destroy B. you. There's yeah. also an ethical, moral decision to her homicidal tendencies, where it's like <laughs> the world would be better off without my brother. There's also that, yeah, you yeah. know, which and she's also not doing that because the world really would be better off yeah. without Mason Verger. <laughs> I mean, you might have to be like, would it be better having the, those billions of dollars into the Baptist Southern Convention? Probably not. She's probably saving us from that. Too. That's interpretive, but yeah. I think. Mean, People of all faiths can agree that the world would be better off without Mason Verger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not just Southern Conventions, real close to Virgin. Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) I'm with you there. Other people might disagree. Yeah, But I think all people can agree, 
Mason yeah, Bridger. This man Mason is, is Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's an ugly evil. Like, I think Hannibal's also evil. But he's sophisticated. Well, he flat out said, like, that's rude, uh, Mason, and something he... Oh, was he... Did he have his feet up on something or in the office? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Hannibal's just like, don't be rude, or or whatever. Or he said, like, and I'm just like, oh. That was the moment Hannibal decided to kill him, was the feet on the furniture. (laughs) When when Mason is trying to threaten Hannibal by taking out the knife and, like, jabbing (laughs) it into the couch, be like, Dad used to teach me how to... And so I practiced on my sister until I got it right. You know, and, and Hannibal's like looking at that knife like, that's a perfectly good fucking chair that you just fucking, and he's like, oh, send me the bill. Be like, I'm going to send you the fucking bill. Like, just the look on his face. Be like, I'm going to send you a bill. Yeah, I think that was the part where he's like, I'm not even sure I'm going to eat you. I think I'm yeah, just gonna... Eating him would be beneath Hannibal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, their meat is literally rotten. No, <laughs> I can't even eat you anymore. And I like... So much of this season in particular is putting up mirrors to Hannibal and Will. Mm-hmm. Like, Mason Verger's a, a mirror for Hannibal. Like, here's another honest, evil person with money who can kind of just do whatever he wants, but he's so crass and rude and unsophisticated about, mm-hmm. about it. And he, he, he's ugly. He's just, like, this kind of ugly soul to to watch you know moving through the world unsophisticated is is maybe not quite but crass 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 is right Uh, yeah because like honestly will is unsophisticated right will's the yeah and 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 lecter can surpass that and be in love with him right right Um, yeah it's it's less of the sophistication it's more like like how uh, you carry yourself right like will does carry himself with honor yeah and then the like obviously they've grafted some Starling onto Will Graham yeah. in this because they couldn't actually interpret uh, Starling. I think Lecter in the books and in the movie would also view Clarice as, I mean, a rube, a well-dressed, right. hustling yeah. rube, mm-hmm. yeah. but also find her right. infinitely intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is very much Will Graham Starling like amalgamation. Mm-hmm. You get even the Margot thing where Margot and Will are kind of reflecting each other. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, you also have like something you're overshadowed by or a thing that you can't shake off or whatever and yeah and it's just there's a lot of different like peter and will there's a couple other ones too just like just the way that they kind of mirrored characters Mm -hmm. this season and a lot of them were for reflection for will to go okay well at least i'm not that and well at least he's not that and at least i'm not that and at least okay (laughs) but i think it also felt a little like and i think you mentioned this right at the beginning of the last episode like this season does feel a little disjointed because you're going from Mm -hmm. thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing sometimes four of these things at once Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah because like i I, until you all had mentioned some there's some stuff that i didn't remember had happened in this season because it was so there's so much it stuff felt like so long ago, even though it was only what ten episodes. Yeah, <laughs> to me, it feels like, like Beverly Cats, I was like, oh, that was this season, wasn't it? Like right. it was. There's, there's like, a lot. There's like three. Yes. There's like Will in jail and Will out of jail. Like mm-hmm. for sure, it's like a real harsh two yeah. season setting there. I think also partially because I think that is the mid season finale. I think that's. I think you're right. Um, I think so there like, was even an episode I wrote like this has a finale vibe to it. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was way way shy of the finale. If they were trying to go for a, oh my god, everything happens all at once, like mm. everything happens so much kind of vibe, I think they were almost there. 
But yeah, it does feel a little disjointed. And I, like, when I started watching the show, I watched them only on DVD slash Netflix or whatever. Um, because I started watching the show, I found it when the third season was almost off there. And mm. I didn't want to just, like, pop into the third season. That so I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll start at season one. So by the time I finished season one and season two, season three had already ended and was like, oh, going on Netflix in the next couple of months. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll watch it then. I had had the benefit of watching things literally in a weekend as opposed to having mm. to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how much that would have affected uh, TV viewing, having it be so back and forth. Well, because I think we watched season three on when it was airing. We watched all three. As yeah, they and I don't really have much much of a memory of season three like at all i have a memory like yeah it's gonna i'm gonna have the same problem with not not even a problem a secret joy in three is that i've seen it but my memory of it is fuzzy enough especially now that we went through the books and the movies uh-huh. all of these elements are have a very linear mm-hmm. progression from those sources and they're all deconstructed and reassembled yeah. into different and parts. And this is like when they all come together because right. like, you, you definitely see a lot of Red Dragon and see Because we do get into Dollar Hide, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You get into Dollar Hide. You also, you get into... The second half of Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Verger's you get into, hunt for Electron You get into run. like the, the European flash tour. Yeah. We talked about how some characters are sort of deconstructions of other versions of the character. We talked about during season one how um, Abel Gideon is a commentary or riff on Anthony Hopkins' version of Lecter. Yes, yeah. And it's interesting that all of the pieces of Clarice are disassembled into, I'm going to say, three different characters. Yeah. Uh, early Clarice is very much in, and I'm blanking on the character, my girl, uh, Anna Klumsky. Uh, yeah. Uh, not uh, Abigail. Uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Miriam? Yes. Miriam Lass. Miriam Lass. Okay. Yes, that, yes, thank you. Miriam yes, Lass. yes, yes, yes. Uh, that the like, act one, Silence of the Lambs, is very her. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And then the, the end of the character is sort of deconstructed between De Maurier and Graham. Mm-hmm. But I think we might talk a little bit more about that after we do a commercial break, which I think is going to happen right now. Ah! It's time for Eris's Recipe Corner. Mm-hmm. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> Why is it wet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last time we did these uh, chili nachos, mm-hmm. uh, and I even changed it up on the fly for Mac. Yep. And uh, yeah, so here's my really quick recipe for guacamole, because I learned how to make it, I don't know, like five years ago, semi-recently, recently enough. It's way easier than I thought it would be. You want two large, or like three small, ripe, fresh avocados. Do the avocado trick. If you don't know how to do it, you cut it in half from like stem to bottom. You pull it apart and then you can whack the pit with your knife and it should come out. If like, that's how really you will know that it's ripe and like it's good is because it should come out really easily. If it doesn't, mm. if you struggle, that means it's not ripe enough. Mm. So, cause the flesh should be pretty, like the, the innards, the meat of it should be not gooshy. That's a horrible word and I'm sorry I said Especially it. Especially after the finale of this season. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of gooshing um, in that last episode. <laughs> get mold on them floors yeah like it should come out easily and then you you can scrape it out with like a fork or a spoon or whatever you don't even have to deal with the skin you just like use the skin as like a like a little bowl so you're gonna scoop out all of your avocado meatus i guess i don't know <laughs> that's all that's a terrible word we're both, <laughs> we're both in, a, in a state hospital for the criminally insane and that even disrupted my sensibilities 
You learned that from the guy in the cell next door. Yeah. <laughs> These crimes were just crimes against the English language. <laughs> you no. kept calling a horse like the side that you climb up on the meat us. It's so weird. You've got yeah. avocado and you're going to put it into a ball. Like like this because you're going to make guacamole. So let's just start with the real simple, easy stuff. Chop up. I like to use little cherry tomatoes and I cut them in half. Because that makes it fun. I like my guacamole to be a little... I don't like it to be smooth. I don't like it to be creamy. I would rather it have a little bit more texture. But that's just me. So I chop the little cherry tomatoes in half. I roughly chop a, a red onion. And then just bear with me. Greek yogurt. Adding Interesting. Greek, Greek yogurt will for make it... For a creamy it, quality, yeah. For a, it gets it creamy and it gets it really... Not fluffy. Fluffy is kind of the wrong word. I'm not against word. that. But yeah. it does, it adds in like air and texture and stuff like that yeah. into the mm -hmm. guacamole. About a juice of like an entire lime. Like cut it in half and just squeeze the crap out of it. And then a little bit of salt, a lot of pepper. Mm. Super easy. If you want to make it spicy, you can do a jalapeno thing. But like jalapenos frequently hurt me. So we can mm -hmm. just skip that entirely. So yeah, this is this, this are, is good guacamole. Are you aware and or fond of the secret of leaving the avocado pit in your bowl of guacamole? I don't think I have ever heard of that. Is that to help it from? It keeps it fresher longer because the the, the seed uh, is, okay. maintains the the life of the uh, the avocado okay. meat. So it doesn't long. like brown. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. brown. It'll it won't brown fast. It was, yeah, it'll keep green longer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try that too. Because like I've had some minor success with like getting saran wrap or like a piece mm -hmm. of plastic or something and smushing it right down on top of it. Mm -hmm. Like so, to really, because it's, it's the air. It's like the, the oxidization or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like making sure that there's no like a seal directly on top of it has helped a little bit. Mm -hmm. But honestly, sometimes I mess it up or like it comes unglued or whatever. Yeah. You'll get um, a seal on it or something. Yeah. Sprinkle a little bit of lemon or lime juice on there and stir it up and See, every once in a while. Good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like you have to like refresh it. Uh, which, hey, it's actually not bad because I love my guacamole to be just a little bit like citric acidy. So having the lime there. I mean, but I'll, I'll squeeze lime on top of tacos too. So um, pit, at Leaving the pit of the avocado in... Or all three, as many as you can yeah, in there. Just in the like even the bottom of the bowl. Uh, we'll keep it greener. I'd say you give it an extra day or two on it. Oh, dang. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not going to last forever. It's not like freezing it in time. But My usual rule of thumb with guacamole is much like Lindsay Booth's rule of thumb with mm -hmm. vodka. Mm -hmm. Which is just like, oh, it'll go bad if you don't finish the bottle. So like, right. it just I make it and then I'm like, this is what I can eat today. Because <laughs> otherwise it'll go bad. Just eat all that guacamole. It's honestly relatively good for you. It's not the worst for you. Better that, than cheesecake. <laughs> that avocado pit trick is the only thing I remember from high school Spanish. <laughs> because there was some like we were gonna have like it was a, at some point it was a party and I, I, I looking it up on the internet they said oh here's a tip leave the yeah. pit in the avocado in, in the guacamole and I'm that. 20 plus years later is the only thing that I remember. Like It was worth learning. Yeah. Yeah. I learned. You I learned. learned so, there are whole classes from my high school career that I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Yeah. I don't remember what book it was. I don't remember who the teacher was. I don't remember anything we learned. If you remember, if you retain that, yep. good. No but language that, that skills. That was the thing that was useful. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 So that was Everest's Recipe Corner. Put it in your mouth. It's creamy <laughs> because of yogurt. <laughs> we thank you, listener, for joining us 
as we near our conclusion of our journey with Hannibal Lecter, MD, does he lose his license to keep calling him doctor? No, he's still a doctor. He's yeah. just, he doesn't practice anymore. He doesn't... Once he... he's incarcerated and or disgraced. Yeah. Oh, see, that's the question, yeah. yeah. After he's incarcerated, like, as of season two, he's definitely still an MD. Right. Um, I'm saying as of the end of season two, he's on the run. He's on, he's the FBI's most wanted. Doesn't the AMA also write him a letter in abstention saying, <laughs> like, hey, we've got a lot of prescriptions that are being written. Like, <laughs> you're not sir. allowed to give prescriptions yeah. anymore. Yeah. You do realize this. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume so. So does Clarice know this when she goes to visit him? And she keeps calling him Dr. Lecter, and he's intrigued by that because he's he, like, he I don't has... technically have my license anymore, but you keep calling me Dr. Lecter, so I like that. He still has he still has an MD. That would be the appropriate title, yeah. unless the university withdrew the MD. Right, yeah. That, that, that could happen. But I, I feel like, because like if you're a, like you can't call yourself a social worker if you don't have your license, and mm. so I wonder if. Seems kind of true for doctors. Like you can't just call you yourself can do Doctor it if you So and dudes So. And horses. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just check yeah. Well, where I, the apparently. score was in the social work right, world. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. the The social work board may have some problems with that. Yeah. Is Is it written specifically that you can't? Because you know, it you're is, not specific it is with not, the rules. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's specifically that's in our code of ethics. <laughs> equine therapy. Yeah. Internalize equine therapy. <laughs> But if it, it be, if it were becoming a, a problem, then I think they would probably write that in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this is the third just, time this month. What right. the hell? We're just having a rash lot of, of people sewn into horses. horses. Mm, uh, we need yeah. to write a specific rule. A, a, yeah. a ho- horse sewing policy, if you will. I can yeah. see that, yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, we thank you for listening to this, and you might enjoy other podcasts on PartyApocalypse.com, including The Holodeck is Broken, with Eris, myself, Producer Z. Hey, Producer Z. Hi. And our guest, Laura. Hey. Uh, we are getting into the era of TNG where it's reliably good. Woo! They redesigned the uniforms, and apparently that's all they needed. And one and Dr. One... Beverly Crusher. Yeah. <laughs> An ousting of one doctor and a... Restri- Re- restoration. Restoration. Oh, I was like a re- I was like reuniting. I was like trying to make reunioning sound better <laughs> in my head. <laughs> We've changed our format a little bit so we can uh, zip through yeah. more of Star Trek, get into the modern era a little faster. We also have uh, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with myself, friends of the show, Kenzie and Donna. And we have the complete runs of The Fourth Wall. And as the myth turns... We also have a new show that we've just here in the last hour or so decided on the title of. It's got a minimum of involvement for me, so I'm going to let the others take it. (laughs) Talk about this new show. Yeah, it's going to premiere probably in January. It's called Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast. Yes, they're going to rewatch all of Criminal Minds from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Slash watch, because I've never seen that. (laughs) That's true, because that's a I'm flipping seats. I am new to this whole endeavor. I am not, for once. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get all the references. (laughs) (laughs) I just started going here. I'm a freshman. And if you enjoy this show, you probably would enjoy Criminal Minds and our Criminal Minds podcast, because there, yes. there is some, you know, the Venn yeah. diagram has a significant ovalish shape. Yeah. So be looking for that. We'll have more details on that as time goes on. Also, books, blogs, movie reviews. Eris, anything to plug? No! Love of my life, anything you need to plug? Nope. Then we'll go back to our episode! <laughs> <laughs> 
So we are nearing our the end of our discussion of Hannibal season two. Mm-hmm. What's pressing on everybody's minds? I mean, I've got little notes here and there. I, I think we've hit a lot. We haven't really talked about the the finale itself, the last minutes, the complete unraveling of their entire world, the the yeah the Zapruder film times seven of who's alive, <laughs> who's dead, who's <laughs> eviscerated, who's yeah. who's where. Previous to the evisceration. I mean, I think what, like Laura's question from last time with the is Will struggling. I think I, it took me a second for it to really like percolate, but I think that's shown in the way that they shot the lining up the heads of him promising mm, with Jack yeah. and Hannibal. I think that, that really well shot. shows that Will is equally torn, mm. and so he's like he might not know himself in that moment exactly what he's gonna. He hopes he's gonna do the right thing. But I think at that moment he may even be confused on what the actual right thing would be. I think yeah. confusion is a good word for yeah. Will because there are times just chemically he is not oh, attached yeah. to reality. I mean, yeah. look, look at them clocks. Even if he didn't actually draw those, look at them clocks. Right, yeah. Um, Which, speaking of, so there's the scene where Hannibal is burning all of his patient files. Mm-hmm. And is Will looking at his own burning there? Is he seeing that clock that's wrong? I think oh, so. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I feel like there wasn't enough of a reaction to that. He was like, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. I know, because I was like, mm-hmm. so you can see right there that like, or maybe that was part of it, like that Hannibal had been lying about that aspect of Because I stuff. think in season one, it, or was it early this season where it reestablished that Will's clocks were fine? Will, no, Will did have one fucked up clock for yeah. sure that Alana mm-hmm. had him draw. Right. And that's when she realized that he was ill. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like. But the ones he drew yeah. for Hannibal were were messed up. They, they, they weren't fine. He Hannibal forged one that was fine. That's okay. And that's showed it to Atlanta yeah. to show, like, oh well, you must. He's, be, he's like yeah. gaslighting her. He's like, oh, yeah. you must be crazy because this is one he drew for me just a minute ago. Right. Like, and and some of the recovered memories that Will had when he was still in jail was like Hannibal shooting him up with like scolopine and having the flash like while Will was like in a, a seizure episode and he was like draw me a clock Will as he was like literally seizing. Yeah. So I think Will may have already have known that Hannibal I mean because that's the he was operating off of Hannibal did this mm-hmm. to me. But well, yeah, maybe that's another deciding point for Will. He sees that clock burning and in the like, fire and so he's like, oh that wasn't all right. my fucking imagination. Yeah. I really did recover that goddamn memory. He did this to me. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I feel like I didn't get enough of a reaction from that, but yeah. Which actually makes sense because at that point it was so close to the wire that he was like, keep it in, keep it in, keep yeah, it in. Yeah, he, he couldn't. I mean, he's he's in Hannibal's office on his right, turf. Right. He can't and really. He's like, literally, uh, like they're let, about yeah. to sound the alarm of like, we're going in hot now. Like, you know. Yeah, I think he was like, I can't do anything about this now because he's about to get his comeuppance mm-hmm. or whatever. I think he already knew about it, but I think that might have been the first time it was confirmed in reality for him Mm. because before it was all just recovered memory usually when i do post on these episodes i have to come up with an episode title Mm. that's somewhat thematically on this season was an embarrassment of riches of possible episode titles (laughs) i've got feed the body feed the mind i need to get my appetite back Uh, i can't dwell on death anymore don't claim to know anyone. There was an episode that was just like, bam, 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 right. bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I can feed the chrysalis. Ah, uh, there, yeah. Uh, that's not a bad one. I didn't have that down. I just love how poetic Hannibal is with Will. I mean, in general, <laughs> but especially with Will. He's just like, I'm just going to woo him with poetry like a good Klingon would. <laughs> 
so so much of this feels like a dream. I'm enchanted and terrified. Uh, the, I think the dyad I have is for both that the Hannibal version of I'm marking down a scared and horny. Yeah, uh, you don't want me to have anything in my life that isn't you and then part two will be I only want what's best for you because that's yeah. the call response there which is an abusive relationship just <laughs> so yeah, we, 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 were, we romanticized Will and Graham Will and Hannah Will and Graham because <laughs> there are two separate ones yeah um, I mean you're not wrong yeah yeah I mean it is an, it is an abusive relationship and it's just sort of like there's the writer in me that's like, how can we uh, untraumatize both of them? Are they untraumatizable? Can they have an actual healthy relationship? Right. A lot of things would have to happen, and it's not going to happen in this season. But maybe by the end of season three, they, they're getting closer, mm-hmm. I feel like. But that's spoilers for season three. It is. Anybody with else with some big thoughts on season three? Not big thoughts. Did Alana Bloom call in like shot she, like shots fired before she went into the house? Yeah. Yes. In the finale. Why is there an embarrassingly slow response to anything that was happening there? Baltimore PD gonna Baltimore PD. But but she could have called into the FBI and they, somebody there. Everybody's already there. (laughs) There's only like three guys that work there. Is it that Jack's just there on his own because he's kind of been fired or put on leave or whatever? And so the FBI's like, oh, whatever. But like, shouldn't they be like, oh, shit, our dudes are still, there's still a problem happening. Like, there was zero response by the end of the episode. And I'm I, just like, what? I think Because even Will has to call in, like, we've got somebody down when he sees right. Alana and goes in. But several minutes have been passing here. I True. think it's more realistic than Hollywood would actually make you believe. Could be. Because generally speaking, it usually takes a good five to seven minutes for cops to show up, even at a fucking bank robbery. But I feel like at least that long had been had passed and i kind of wonder how long i think things happened very fast all at once because i i think that there was red and blue lights flashing behind hannibal as he was walking out Mm. so like they were almost there they were almost on the scene so like let's say it took them seven minutes you know like maybe he lives a little bit far away or something or they had something it was a friday night and they had other things they had to deal with or whatever um because they're like what shots fired at like the bougie place? It, I'm sure it's fine, you know, because um, you also know like his address is like going to be bougie as right. hell, right? I think it's more of a testament of like, yeah, there's a lot of individual things happening, and they they elongated it for the cinematic purposes mm-hmm. of it. But I I think it really only took a couple of minutes for everything to go to fucking hell. Mm. Like I think I think True. that's what the they want us to think is like this all happened within like four minutes, and it just. It all went wrong so fast. Hmm. Yeah. Agreed. The time has a very loose relationship with everything. That's or they completely ignored her distress call and it wasn't until Will called in that or anyone that, reacted. Like, oh, that's did, wasn't that the same address? Of that? Oh, maybe we should actually check that out this time. I guess I'll send an officer <laughs> over. Okay. Or they're getting calls about shit going on at Hannibal Lecter's house every goddamn week. <laughs> And they, he, his house is on a list now of, let's just not. Hannibal has been practicing his, like, accents and voices and languages just to call in prank calls. Mm. So, like, like honestly, that's not a bad idea. That way the cops never fucking show up at your house. Like, if yeah. you're going to be a murderer, you want the cops to not want to come to your house at all. To just be all. sick of you. Just yeah. be like, it's another goddamn prank call. Just whatever, you know? and Because you know he's going to answer the phone. because he Or he's going to answer the door. Because you know... 
he made the prank call. So we call someone over like, oh, yeah, there's some suspicious looking figures or whatever. He's like practicing his like Minnesota mom voice. You know? <laughs> and then he's like, hello, officer. Like, how can I help? No, I haven't seen anything. Oh, those neighborhood kids again. <laughs> sure. You, what, I just made some eggs. Would you like some eggs? <laughs> and now all the cops are like, this guy is super nice. Like, I can't afford him. But you know what? If I ever had something wrong with my head, I'd send somebody to him. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal probably did that. Probably did. Yeah. God, I, that's what I should have done. If only the cops had like liked me better. But mm-hmm. I hate them, and that's why I want to eat them. <laughs> Them's the brakes. I know. But why? Why else do you call them pigs? If they're not for eating. <laughs> Some people don't like to eat pork. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because then you have to eat the cop. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Cops in general are against my religion. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> food. Yeah. Cops yeah. are good for food. I think we might have talked season two out unless we mm-hmm. had anything else on there. I'm just filled with vibes. And that's probably a good pitch for the show. Yeah. 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 Don't look too closely, just vibe. Just vibe. <laughs> just vibe. If you can view the violence as a metaphor, it's really a lovely story. <laughs> <laughs> You know, here's the thing. I think it's a lovely story, even with the violence. Like, I'm not, like, yes, it's an abusive relationship and all this kind of stuff. This is not something you should attain. This is not something you should, like, hope for. This isn't, like, escapism fantasy of, like, I want to live there or whatever. But at the same time, I don't think it makes it any less of a beautiful love story, even though it's about essentially a monster falling in love. And the monster doesn't want to change. The monster, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to become better. Right. He kind of almost does. The uh, With the Abigail thing, one would argue. But he, he's just like, I want you to love me. He yeah. gave that up real quick. Though. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Well, I, assume, I mean, He was, might have seen some hope of like, oh, yeah, Will and I can settle down. We can raise Abigail. We'll be this fun little, like, murdering family. And then assu- and I, I can on- totally make this work. I can have this the 26 yeah. dogs and, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, I think he, I mean, the line <laughs> might have been the 26 dogs. But I think Hannibal was, like, willing to overlook that. Because I think, like, he really was, Hannibal's always honest even when he's hiding shit mm. like i think he was right i think he was honest when he's saying i had made a place for for you with us with me and abigail i don't think he was planning on killing abigail i think it was like plan b if will betrayed him right and then he realized that will probably betrayed him otherwise you know this is why jack knows and so he's just like oh fuck I can't have my perfect monster husband after all. <laughs> well, I'm not going to have my daughter either because what the fuck else? You know, like, and I, I don't think he did the whole thing just to kill Abigail. I think that really was. I'm skipping town with Gillian Anderson. And if you fault me for that, that's the most sane thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's yeah. like, okay, if I can't have my, my husband and child, then I'm going to take the backup wife instead. <laughs> pretty much. Like, she's pretty. <laughs> I mean, dress her up like a doll. Can't fault, can't fault him. Yeah, she, I was like, yeah. I, I said She's, the most sane thing he's ever done is skip yeah. town with Jillian Anderson. <laughs> he's like, Will would have never worn that. Why? Will might have worn that dress. It's a for great me. plan B. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a version of reality in which Hannibal and Will skipped town with Abigail mm-hmm. and left, and ha- and ha- you know whether Will truly comes into his own as like little like monster you know, diet monster or whatever, or they just have this weird, like, 
you know, I love him, but, you know, he likes to kill people and I vote Democrat. (laughs) I don't know how those people make it work. We're approaching the end of our time. So next time we're going to move on to season three, the last piece of Hannibal Lecter media that we have yet to consume. Yeah. It'll take us back to the beginning. With mm-hmm. with the Tooth Fairy slash Francis Dollar High mm-hmm. and his crimes. The Red red Dragon. The red, Great Red Dragon. I again go into this season not remembering the specific order and the chess moves of all the characters. And there's, there's a lot of that going on oh, in this show. Yeah. But I I mean, I've reread all the books, rewatched all the movies yeah. going into this. I've reprogrammed my brain to kind of forget what the show is. And that's actually been kind of cool because then I'm like, oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> season three is. As legit my favorite season, but it's I mean, probably the one I've watched the least. Not 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 at, <laughs> so because this, of any reaction. It's this just, is just yeah. gonna be so fun because yeah. like it, it's it's my favorite season. You can probably immediately guess why on rewatch. Uh, <laughs> Do they just make the gayness not subtext but re- regular text? I mean, yeah, but that's not even why. Oh, okay. That's what everyone part first part of for it you. is Hannibal is just totally. There's no person suit. Mm. He's just monster, he's and, I, and he's giddy. Yeah, yeah, he's just all fucking giddy, and I'm just like, and I love the fact that he's just like he makes dumb, terrible. I'm gonna eat you jokes to people's faces to the point where they're like, he's been doing that for I a think, while. Yeah, already. but like they don't trust him right now because they don't know yeah. him, so they're like, <laughs> I think that guy just said he was gonna eat me, <laughs> in like not a fun way. <laughs> Oh, he's French. Meet us for that and our last two episodes before mm-hmm. we uh, wrap up. Does anybody else have anything to say about season two before I, uh, I let it go to the end? I think we, we talked it out. I love Margaret Verger. We, did, we didn't really talk about her. Did you guys want to <laughs> plug in for how pretty she she's, is? She's so pretty she and really I just want to know what yeah. her hair smells like. And she's the silver medal for hotness in the show if you're asking. <laughs> like, I mean, Wait. I get it. She's Jillian but, Andrews' protege, I think. Like, yeah. that's, that's just, she's, just, she's learning from the master. Yeah. All right. Bye! Bye! You stay there. <laughs> Lock her up! <laughs>